All right, back at it here on The Fan. Now, let's get to The Fan Focus. All right, starting us off, it's going to be Lima and Baskin. What a fun little combo today on Deshaun Watson last year. Luciano Brown says, it's interesting how sports boy Tony and other media forgot Deshaun Watson's last game of the season, ripped elite commander's defense, fighting for a playoff spot, two touchdown passes to Amari Cooper. Yeah, I said he had one good half. Uh, it's funny that Luciano Brown forgot that was not the last game of the season. Right. Uh, in fact, the Pittsburgh Steelers game, which we all would like to forget about, right. he looked like every bad quarterback Sean we've had. for his life. He was seeing ghosts. He was running out of the pocket. He was running right into the hands of T.J. Watt and others. And it was like Colt McCoy. It was like Josh McCown. It was like... Oh, Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon. Who was the quarterback from Notre Dame? Can't even remember. Kaiser. Yeah. Oh, oh are you kidding? He's a legend on he, my show. He looked like every bad quarterback. Now, if you want to say, hey, last game of the season, I think we were all ready to get out of Dodge. Fine. I'm not guaranteeing, thank God, that Deshaun Watson's going to look as bad as he did those six games. Yes, he had a couple nice throws in the second half against Washington. Yes. You know what? When I watch Joe Burrow, when I watch Josh Allen, when I watch Patrick Mahomes, it's eight nice throws a quarter. A couple nice throws in the second half is not enough. And by the way, he had all day to throw in that game. Brown's offensive line did a great job against that pass rush of Washington. And when I I go back, I know Nathan Zagura put up a highlight. And he's like, this is the stuff that only... You know, the, the, the 95 percenters can do the, the upper oh, echelon guys. This, yeah. And I'm like, he has all day to throw. Like, yeah, Deshaun Watson, if he's got all day to throw, okay. But then what happened against Pittsburgh? He had no time to throw. And then the times he did have time to throw, he ran out of the pocket and had no no discipline in the pocket. They got to fix that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, he's right. We can't go goo goo gaga over three good throws. It doesn't work that way. It's not like Deshaun completed 27 passes in that game either. We talk about that game like it was amazing. I'll, I'll never forget tweeting out at halftime, talking about my displeasure with Deshaun Watson in that one. And then he played, obviously, a nice second half of football. But the really good quarterbacks, they play awesome for well beyond the stretches that Deshaun Watson did. He completed 58% of his passes. You can't put lipstick on that pig. Now, I think he's going to be way, way better this upcoming season. I am banking on that. For a lot of reasons that we've discussed all offseason. But please, let's not rewrite the Deshaun Watson history. The six games is a living, breathing dumpster fire, all things considered. And, and you should look at it that way, too. Because if you really do believe in Deshaun Watson the way I believe in Deshaun Watson, then even Deshaun Watson himself would tell you last year wasn't good enough. Not anywhere close to it. And what he does this year, that'll be the true reflection of whether or not he has been able to wipe away what was the, so much time off. All right, next up, it's Nick and it's Dustin on hooking Mac up with a woman through Nick's wife and a friend at work. So Mac is very into this. Excited, I would say. And I had said 5K. If this, if this $5, ends in marriage. Yeah, well, like the, the lady in L.A., the, the high-powered attorney who was looking for leads for a husband, said she would pay somebody $5,000 if they introduced her to her future husband. That's where I got it from. But I think Peterlin's got it to a different level. I think Peterlin's got it. It's got to go where it's got to go. That's, And basically, it's at the wedding. Vanessa and I, as the people who brought them together, people, would get our own table. And that all night, 
everyone would have to come over and basically treat us as a as a party to the married folks and say thank you for introducing these young kids and and then I took it to like it could be like an Italian wedding thing where there's just an envelope handed over where instead of Mac and his you know soon to be bride were paying me <laughs> it would be uh, everybody so, at this so wedding. They've not met yet, yet you're assuming they're going to get married. I have impeccable taste, as does my wife. You've We've, never met this woman. It doesn't matter. I, I trust Vanessa's taste in 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 making well, sure this woman is both okay, sane and she attractive. Also doesn't know Mac. Okay, but I do. See. Yeah, but you've not. Okay. Good. Uh, show your work. You're doubting me. Show your work. I'm not doubting you. It sounded like you were doubting me. I'm just saying there's a lot of variables here, bud. Show them. Explain them to me. Show them. He hasn't met her. Okay, yet. She hasn't met him. Yet. Okay. What else? What are the other variables? I just wanted the variables. Those are pretty important ones. I mean, I feel like if I know Max a good dude and a good-hearted dude and a reasonably attractive dude and a stable human being, and Vanessa knows the same thing about this other girl, you're the same age. Like, what more? Like, come on. They're not... You're... Your 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 fun years have passed. Your fun single years have passed. It's time. Let's get let's get down to brass tacks here. What's All the right? brass tacks? The brass tacks are: I want a table at the wedding, and I want the Italian bride treatment. Yeah. So the idea. This is what I was talking about with Nick. Is that? So Nick took it to another level. Nick Nick brought money into the equation. My idea has always been that if you hook somebody up, there should be a spot for you at the wedding. Where you have your own table. I'm all for you getting better food than everybody else has served. I always love the idea of maybe gifts being exchanged as well. Like, you know, people come on up and then they give you gifts in addition to giving gifts to everybody else and then the couple and everything. I don't hate it. And then, and then like, it's, but it's obviously known that is the table responsible for the people that hooked the couple up for why they're there. Now, you can have some hurt feelings in this process, and that's always why it's dangerous. You can have the people that are like, oh, I actually hooked them up, or no, I hooked them up, and it's uh, that road can get a little rough. It can, it can. It can get a little dicey, right? Like, I met my wife through a dating app, and so I'm not going to have uh, coffee meets bagel at the wedding, obviously, but there are some other people that could maybe take some credit for this. My boss, Andy Roth, if he doesn't hire me, I'm never in Cleveland to meet my wife. Maybe he thinks he should be responsible for the two of us getting married. I one time told him, I'm like, do you understand? If you never gave me that job, my child would not be on earth. He did not like thinking about it that way. For some reason, they didn't like, they didn't like thinking about that. I probably wouldn't like thinking about that if I was him either. But anybody that's a manager out there, anybody that's in charge of hiring decisions and you hire people from different cities and then they come on over and then they start families, just know. Without you, there'd be a lot. There'd be a lot less people on planet Earth. Okay, like there, maybe it'd be the same amount of people, but it wouldn't be those specific people. You changed the world, maybe not the way you intended or thought. But you changed it. Felt like that. The gravity of that hit pretty hard for some reason. Uh, Dan and Phelps, middays on David Bell. I like hearing the two of them go back and forth. Here it is. You might be stealing from one other position group. To get an extra wide receiver on this team, I think they could carry seven. So we have the five locks, Cooper, Moore, DPJ, Goodwin, Tillman. Yep. I say David Bell and probably Jakeem Grant. 
And then you take some of the other guys that we mentioned who are on the team and going to camp, and maybe you put a couple on the practice squad. I can see if it comes to David Bell, it would, I wouldn't be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised if it's going the other direction. I, I just think You this just is, think you could get cut. I think it's the reality check. Like, okay, this is a nice project. How many projects can I hold on to? How many projects? Yeah, but but can projects I keep? aren't third round picks aren't supposed to be projects. And what would you call David Bell at this point? Well, a young guy who needs more opportunity. He caught twenty four balls last year. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who, who had good hands at Purdue, man. He was he was productive. He had two thousand yard seasons. And the, the middle season that he didn't, it's because he played in only six games. Would you, would you call him a proven commodity? Well, no, but that, you wouldn't call Anthony Schwartz a proven commodity, and he made the team last year, and he wasn't good. He's the definition of a project. Yeah, he's now a, he's a project. A project that we can argue is a failed project. I think David but that's Bell a third-round pick. I think David Bell comes. But Bell's a third-round pick. Correct. And so I'm saying it's not out this of the team, realm, This team, now that Perrion Winfrey's gone, has only given up on three Andrew Berry draft choices. Right. Only three are gone. I heard this driving around, and I just I started cracking up. I was like, I don't know what part of this Phelps is not understanding. Like, <laughs> Medigan's trying to make it clear that he thinks that David Bell is a project. Jeff, I love you. He just wasn't buying it for whatever reason, and that's fine. You can disagree on that. I just I agree with Medigan here. Yeah, I think David Bell's a project. I, I don't think David Bell, I don't think it's proven or guaranteed that he's going to be on the roster. We talked about Zach Jackson's comments from yesterday's uh, morning show where he mentioned how David Bell has a real chance of not making this roster. Like, that's, yeah, that's in the cards, 100%. Now, I think Jeff is right in the idea that this front office doesn't give up on players easily. They don't. They've only given up on three in the entire time Andrew Barry's been here for players that he's drafted. But ultimately, David Bell, you're not safe. By no question are you safe. All right, we move forward. Dustin and Nick on my take on golf shoes. Our buddy, Jonathan Peterman. Yeah, we got to get to this. Who, I believe this was yesterday, on his show, was talking about mowing the lawn and his foot apparel that he used during this. Here's JP from yesterday's Overtime with Jonathan Peterman. Nick got in trouble a couple weeks ago. He came into the studio, and he had uh, all sorts of grass stains all over his his shoes, and Keith kind of got on him for it and all that. And I've been thinking about grass stains on shoes ever since because I'm like, wait, yeah, they just it's impossible to avoid. When you mow the lawn, you're going to get them all over the place. And then I was like, golf shoes. Golf shoes don't eat up the, the grass that same way. They're meant not to eat up the grass the same way because you're constantly on the grass. And on top of it, I feel like when you're walking on grass in golf shoes, it's like you're walking on a cloud. It's much better. So I put on the golf shoes. I mowed the lawn. I was worried about the judgment from the neighbors. I do feel like there would be people driving by in their car that'd be like, ah, I saw this dude with golf shoes the other day mowing his lawn, and it looked a little funny to me. But I can't argue with results. <laughs> I was like a 25-minute mow, front lawn. This was great. We usually do it in 35, cut 10 minutes off, just with the pace. I was I was, on, uh, I was excited, so I was going a little bit faster, obviously. But I was, we were, we were moving. I think I might have been able to change the game here. So... Is JP I suggesting? So many, I have so many questions. Is JP suggesting that wearing his golf spikes are why he shaved ten minutes off? Because I would gather to say somebody who who cares about what his neighbor thinks of his foot apparel during mowing. I bet you it was his nerves that led him to go that fast, and not the yeah. No, he he was he's like I got to get out of the way, out of these shoes, out of my yard. Be done with this as quickly as humanly possible because I don't want to be seen. I think that's much more likely to be the case here than there's some sort of special traction that you get 
with golf shoes yeah. that, that you know, third the amount of time it takes you to mow your grass. Listen, I haven't mowed a yard in eh, 20 years. Congrats on all your success. Uh, but I did growing up. Mm-hmm. It's called lawn mowing shoes. Like, they're the, the shoot. They're your beaters. Your beat kickers. Yeah. Leap kickers. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> you said beat kickers. I meant to say bleep kickers. Hey, hey, everybody. Kick that beat. Ever, ever, ever. It's called, like, your old shoes that you don't care about. Yeah, old golf shoes. I don't see what the big deal is. You wear old golf shoes. You get better traction on the bottom because they got the actual... Now, I'm not using metal spikes, but they, you know, I got hills on my lawn, so you're able to go up the hill a little bit easier in my estimation. Doesn't attract grass the same way. I'm, th- I'm th- It's a great idea. I know it's not a high percentage of you guys out there that have done this before. If you have old golf shoes, though, they feel very comfortable. They're meant to be. Think about when you walk, when you go golfing. You're walking on grass the entire time. It's a shoe that is made to be walked on grass with. That's what it's made for. You tell me that's not going to be better than your Air Jordans? Are you kidding me? I, it's just simple logic. So, yeah, I might be a little bit of a trailblazer. That's okay. You know, I'm used to that. I'm usually ahead of the curve, and then people, like, years later find out, oh, yeah, had it right the entire time. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. And then, of course, no one ever remembers it. That's fine. It's my entire life. It's all right. It's all right. But, uh, yeah, if you have old golf shoes, uh, please try them out and, and let me know, and then, you know, thank me later. It's no big deal. No big deal. Got a lot of long thoughts after that conversation. You can honestly rewind uh, 620. I popped on their show for a little bit. It was more like 635 when I entered the equation. Fun talking to those guys, as always. Uh, we go back to the morning show. It's Lima and Baskin on Perry on Winfrey. We said in the last hour of the show, we're like, he's done. He's definitely done. There is no. I know some people were out there tweeting, hey, we got to hear both sides. No, we didn't. We didn't have to hear any other side. Uh, we knew he was done. There was no chance that he could be involved in any altercation, any incident. We're talking about Perry on Winfrey, of course. There was no way he was going to survive. You guys take over, and you knew right away. Well, it was away. weird because, like, I was listening to you guys on the way in, and I'm like, uh, do we know everything? What's going on here? The Browns haven't made And then I don't know if it was you or Ken that said, I'll be surprised if he's on the team by 4 o'clock. <laughs> right. And then right. you walked out of the studio, we walked into the studio, and the next thing I know, he had been released. Like, he got released in the commercial break. Yeah. So and, the, and the, the Browns, Browns weren't messing around with The Browns this. also knew about these allegations. Yeah. Uh, probably by 10 o'clock at night, the night before, because it was all over Instagram. And it was all over TikTok. And the way social media goes, you know, these teams, you know this, Andy, not only do they have their security that is monitoring a, a lot of what's going on, and they, they basically have a hotline for people to call in. Because, you know, you're there, there, there are times when the team is a target – People sure. around the team is a target. Somebody always, they also see how much a team is worth, and they've got a lot of, they get a lot of accusations all the time. Well, let's be honest. I mean, when the team came back, even after 99, the learners had, like, the best security that you possibly, I mean, they were using security that was former Secret Service. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you, it doesn't get any better than that. So, yeah, and so, and this kid was a pretty good football player, too, by the way. But. They, I mean, they know everything that's going on at any way point. Before, like I had, way before the media knows. I can't way before tell you the else. conversations I had with some of those guys that were over there that they were telling stories about protecting presidents. I mean, so I, I mean, finding out what's going on locally with the police department is like no big deal at all. Yeah, I mean, they're very plugged in. I didn't know former Secret Service was around the Browns though, and uh, the way they made that sound that that was that was more of a thing of the past as opposed to a thing of the the present. But that's a great story. That's fantastic. I. I 
Think about that. Think about, like, legitimately watching over presidents and high-ranking members of political governments across foreign countries. And uh, then you're like, okay, I got to look at the Haslam's and figure out what's going on here. Like, that's probably a retirement gig of sorts. You probably feel pretty comfortable. You're like, all right, we'll just, yeah, keep an eye on making sure that uh, no Browns players go rogue at any given point. Would probably be a pretty challenging job in recent years. Uh, but, you know, this offseason, hey, not that bad, all things considered. But, yeah, they knew about this way before. There's no doubt. Uh, within an hour of it happening, I bet they knew about this whole entire situation. But I can't give them too much credit, considering the woman put it out on Instagram for everybody to see. You didn't really have to be Sherlock Holmes to really uh, unwrap and, and uh, figure out that investigation. What a weird, weird off season! But we're getting almost done with that being the case. Fifty days till football kicks off. 